Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for life and for grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, that was a beautiful worship. I've been waiting for that worship. I don't know how long. <laughs> Always be yearning and praying that that kind of worship will get through the door. didn't want it to end. <laughs> Just wanted to go on and go on. You realize that you were not leading the worship, you were worshiping. Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. I was holding my tears because <laughs> I didn't want you to feel powerful. <laughs> but of course you are. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I wasn't preaching. I just wanted us to continue. It's um, amazing. Okay, let's read a story. A story that shows how or where the world has been for years. to you what the Lord wants me to communicate to you. Judges chapter 20. start from 19 okay there's a beautiful story so I don't want you to miss the whole thing let me just start from 19 and just uh, move into 20 okay so 19 from verse 1 there's a lot but you, you're going to go through soon and it came to pass in those days when there was no king in Israel that there was a certain Levite sojourning on the side of Mount Ephraim who took to him a concubine out of Bethlehem, Judah. And his concubine played the whore against him. You understand? His concubine played the whore against him. So this Levite, the Levite is like a man of God, okay? So because the priest came from the Levite family, the Levi family. So this Levite had a concubine. And then she began to play a harlot, a whore against him. So she was sleeping with other people. And went away from him unto her father's house in Bethlehem, Judah, and was there four whole months. And what, what was she doing in four whole months? Playing a harlot. And her husband arose and went after her. Now, the Bible now says her husband. Supposed to be a concubine? Right? The we were told that this Levite had this woman as a concubine. Mm -hmm. She began to play a whore against him. Now, the Bible says, and her husband. Yes, so that's God. 
And her husband rose and went after her to speak friendly unto her and to bring her again, having his servant with him and a couple of asses. And she brought him into her father's house. And when the father of the damsel saw him, he rejoiced to meet him. And his father-in-law, the damsel's father, retained him, and he abode with him three days. So they did eat and drink and lodged there. And it came to pass on the fourth day, when they arose early in the morning, that he rose up to depart. And the damsel's father said unto his son-in-law, Comfort thine heart with a morsel of bread, and afterward go your way. 6. And they sat down, and did eat and drink in both of them together. For the damsel's father had said unto the man, Be content, I pray thee, and tarry all night, and let thine heart be merry. So his father-in-law liked him to like, oh, keep staying, don't go, keep staying. 17, um, 7. And when the man arose, rose up to depart, his father-in-law urged him. Therefore he lodged there again. Thine heart, I pray thee. Um, verse 8. And he arose early in the morning on the fifth day, so he's been there for five days now, to depart. And the damsel's father said, Comfort thine heart, I pray thee. And they tarried until afternoon, and they did eat both of them. And when the man rose up to depart, he and his concubine and his servant, his father-in-law. So now concubine comes in again. So is he a husband or a concubine? In the, in the, in the context of what we're reading, you can see that you know, that kind of courtship thing, and then they know they're going to marry. So at one time, he's like a husband. At one time, there's a concubine, you know, and I like the story. This is a picture to let you know how the world is. See how the world is. The definitions and the names of things change because of situations and the atmosphere. You cannot be able to be too specific on what is happening. Because today you think it's this, tomorrow you think it's that. That's the world we live in. Today you think that's how the whole thing is going to go. It's beautiful, let's do it this way. And the next thing has all changed. Same people, same world, same everything. But it seems the whole meaning has changed. We live in a very confusing world. Why? A lot of people in this world have not found their placement. And people think they are in a place where, ah, this is finally it. And after some time, it's not it. I thought this guy, look, this is the guy I've been waiting for. You see a woman and says, look, this is it. Man, I'm done. This is it. This is the girl. You find a job, so oh, this is the dream job. And I, it's, it's very interesting. This is not even what I want us to look about. Is this, you know, coming in together to do something for us? Um, where are we now? So there's a nine. Right? Yeah. And when the man rose up to depart, he and his concubine and his servant, his father-in-law, the damsel's father, said unto him, Behold, now the day groweth toward evening, I pray you, tarry all night. Behold, the day groweth to an end. Lord, here, that thine heart may be merry, and tomorrow get ye early on your way, that thou mayest go home. Ten. But the man will not tarry that night. But he rose up and departed and came over against Jebus, which is Jerusalem. And there were with him two others saddled 
his concubine also with him. 11. And when they were by Jebus, the day was fast spent, and the servant said unto his master, Come, I pray thee, let us turn in, into the city of um, the Jebusites and lodge in it. So now they are in the city of Jebu and say, Lord, let's just lodge with this Jebusite. I mean, it's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. So what happens? 12. And his master said unto him, We will not turn aside hither into the city of a stranger that is not of the children of Israel. We will pass over to Gibeah. And he said unto his servant, Come, let us draw near to one of these places to lodge all night in Gibeah or in Ramah. He has a good point here. Verse 14. And they passed on and went their way. And the sun went down upon them when they were when they were by Gibeah, which belonged to Benjamin. 15. And they turned aside hither to go in and to lodge in Gibeah. And when he went in, he sat, he sat um, him down in a street of the city. So he sat in the street of the city. For there was no man that took them into his house to lodge him. So they were just there waiting for somebody to just help them get a lodging. And behold, verse 16, there came an old man from his work out of the field at even, which also which was also of them of Mount Ephraim, and his sergeant in Gibeah, but the men of the place were Benjamin, uh, Benjamites. 17. And when he had lifted up his eyes, and uh, he saw a wavering man in the street of the city, and the old man said, Whither thou goest, and whence thou and whence comest thou? And he said unto him, We are passing through Bethlehem Judah toward the side of Mount Ephraim. From thence I am, and I went to Bethlehem Judah, but I am now going to the house of the Lord, and there is no man that's, that received me to house. Yet there is both straw and provender for our asses, and there is bread and wine also for me, and for thy handmaid, and for the young man which is with my which is with thy servant. There is no want of anything. I just want a place to sleep. I have what I need, right? 20. And the old man said, Peace be with you. Howsoever let all thy wants lie upon me. And on, okay, only lodge not in the street. So the man was like, It's okay. You know what I want you can provide for yourself. You're going to depend on me. Come lodge with me. That's a beautiful farmer. So he brought him to his house. Gave provinder unto, his, unto the asses. And they washed their feet and did eat and drink. Now, what happened? Everything seems to be fine. 22. Now, as they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belial, beset the house round about and beat at the door and spake to the master of the house, the old man, saying, Bring forth the man that came into the house that we may know him. Do you understand that? These sons of Belia went in and said, bring the, the, these guys who came to your place. We want to sleep with them. But everything was okay, going okay. They had not come to worry anybody. They had their own things to, you know, feed themselves. But the old man said, don't worry. I'm going to help you out. And all of a sudden, these guys are beating the door. Bring those guys out and let's sleep with them. No shame. Were there not men in the in the in the city? All right. And if these men, the uh, sons of Belial, couldn't they have done it with themselves? See where the word is going. 
well, what the word has been. All right. 23. And the man, the master of the house, went out to them and said unto them, Nay, my brethren, nay, I pray you, do not so wickedly. Seeing that this man is coming into my house, do not this folly. Don't do this foolishness. 24. Behold, here is my daughter and maiden and his concubine. Them I will bring out now and humble ye them and do with them what seemeth good unto you. But unto this man, do not so vile a thing. But the man will not hearken to him. See what the old man said. Take my daughter, take the man's concubine. Just sleep with them and leave this man alone. So they were negotiating. Can you imagine? But the man would not hearken to him, verse 25. So the man took his concubine and brought her forth into them, unto them. And they knew her and abused her all the night until the morning. And when the day began to spring, they let her go. The man, the Levite, brought his concubine to the guys. And they slept, the Bible says, they abused her all night. You can imagine what they were doing to her. We don't know how many guys they were, the sons of Belial. They raped the woman. They gang raped her and abused her all night. All night rape. This is, this is crazy. You see, it sounds very funny. But it really happened to this lady. Imagine, imagine, imagine you being even raped by one person. Guys ganged up. Raped you throughout the whole night. And went to spring, they let you go. Such a one. Were there no people preaching in the walk on? There were people preaching. The prophets were around. See, there's a similar thing that happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. What does it mean? Solomon says something. There's nothing new under the sun. Whatever has happened and now happened before. Nothing new. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. I don't want us to miss out on time. Let's go on. Oh my goodness. They raped her like that. <sighs> 26. Then came the woman in the downing of the day and fell down at the door of the man's house where her Lord was, till it was light. So she was so weak, she fell. 27. And her Lord rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went out to go his way. When is it her Lord? That means the, the guy, the Levite, yeah, concubine, concubine husband. And behold, the woman, his concubine, was falling down at the door of the house and her hands were upon the threshold. 28. And he said unto her, Ah, let us be going. But none answered. See, this guy too. You've seen she's lying down in this room. <laughs> Didn't you have any, you know, sadness, you know? Attend to her. Make sure she's okay. You know, let's get up, let's go. Why? He was angry. He was very mad. With what the, what, what had happened. He was very mad. Told her that's 
But there was no answer. Then the man took her up upon an ass, and the man rose up and got him unto his place. 29. And when he was coming to his house, he took a knife. See how mad he was. And laid hold on his concubine and divided her together with her bones into 12 pieces and sent her into all the coasts of Israel. See what he did? He was so mad. Took a knife and cut his concubine into 12 pieces. And then what did he do? He sent her into all the coast of Israel. That means he started distributing the pieces. 30. And it was so that all that saw it said, there was no such deed done nor seen from the day that the children of Israel came up out of the land of Egypt until this day. Consider of it, take advice, and speak your mind. So they saw this. They said, this has never been done before. Wow, from the, from the time we came from Egypt to now, we've not seen anybody distributing dead bodies like this. Who did this? So they said, take advice and speak your mind. That means, let's reason. What is happening? Whoa, who did this? So verse 20 comes in. Chapter 20. Then all the children of Israel went out, and the congregation was gathered together as one man, from Dan even to Bathsheba, with the hand of Gilead unto the Lord in Mizpah. So verse 2 in chapter 20 now. And the chief of all the people, even of all the tribes of Israel, presented themselves in the assembly of the people of God. 400,000 footmen that drew the sword. So these were men who could go for war. They drew sword. That means they would go for war. They would go to war. There were 400,000. They gathered. Why? What of what they see? They thought somebody is trying to you know, wage war. So let's reason. What is happening? Is it a war, war cry or something? Verse 3. Now the children of Benjamin heard that the children of Israel were gone up to Mizpah. Then said the children of Israel, Tell us, how was this wickedness? And the Levite, the husband of the woman that was slain, answered and said, I came into Gibeah, that belonged to Benjamin, I and my concubine to lodge. And the men of Gibeah rose against me, and beset the house round about upon me by night, and thought to have slain me and my concubine have the have they forced that she is dead and i took my concubine and cut her in pieces and sent her throughout all the country of the inheritance of israel for they have committed lewdness and folly in israel behold you are here are all children of israel give here your advice and counsel eight and all the people arose as one man saying we will not any of us go to his tent, neither will we any of us turn into his house. Why? So he told them what they have that happened. He said, None of us we are going, none of us is going home. We are here. That's the thing you have said. None of us is going home. But now this shall be the thing which we will do to Gibeah. We will go up by lot against it. So they all became one and said, You know what? We are not going home. We will go to Gibeah and deal with them. Verse 10. And we will take ten men of a hundred throughout all the tribes of Israel, and a hundred of a thousand, and a thousand out of ten thousand, a fetch facial for the people that they may do when they come to Gibeah of Benjamin according to all the folly that they have wrought in Israel. 11. So all the men of Israel gathered against the city 
knit together as one man. And the tribes of Israel went, sent men through all the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What wickedness is this that this is done among you? Now, therefore, verse 13, let us deliver us the men, the children of Belial, which are in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and put away evil from Israel. But the children of Benjamin will not hearken to the voice of their brethren, the children of Israel. 14. And the children of Benjamin were numbered at that time out of the cities 20, 26, 20 and 6,000 men that drew sword, beside the inhabitants of Gibeah, which were numbered 700 chosen men. 16. Among all these people, there were 700 chosen men left-handed, and everyone could sling stones at an at an hairbreadth and not miss. So they had 700 left-handed people who were just, you know, moto type. That they will not miss. <laughs> 17. And the men of Israel beside Benjamin were numbered 400,000 men that drew sword. All these were one were men of war. 18. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. 19. And the children of Israel rose up in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves arrayed to fight against them at Gibeah. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that, that day 20 and 2,000 men. <laughs> this is what, 22. And the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and set their battle again, again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first day. And the children of Israel went up and you know, wept before the Lord until evening. And asked counsel of the law, saying, Shall I go up again to the battle against you know, Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, Go up against him. 24. And the children of Israel came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. And the Benjamin and Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day, and destroyed down to the ground the children of Israel again, 18,000 men. All these drew the sword. So they were asking the Lord, should we go kill these guys who did this stupid thing to the, to the lady? The Lord says, go. They went to the first time, and these guys who have sinned actually dealt with them. They went to the Lord a second time. Should we go? The Lord said, go. They went again, and these guys still took them down. What is happening? We are supposed to kill these bad guys. Why are they killing us? And the Lord keeps saying, go. What is happening? What is happening? All right. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Okay, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? 26. All right. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came up and came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. That is until evening. And, for, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. 27. And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into thy hand. 29. And Israel set liars in wait 
round around Gibeah. And the children of Israel wept up, went up against the children of Benjamin on the third day and put themselves in array against Gibeah as at other times. 31. And the children of Benjamin went out against the people and were drawn away from the city. And they began to smite the people and kill as at other times in the highways of which one goeth up to the house of God and the other to, the, to Gibeah in the field. About 30 men of Israel. They still killed the guys. The Lord said, go. They went again and they still killed them. What's going on here? Uh, what is going on here? 233. No, wait, um, 32, right? And the children of Benjamin said, they are smitten now before us. As at the first. But the children of Israel said, let us flee and draw them from the city into the highways. Onto the highways. 33. And all the men of Israel rose up out of their place and put themselves in array at Baal-Tama. And the liars in wait of Israel came forth out of their places, even out of the meadows of Gibeah. 34. And there came against Gibeah 10,000 chosen men out of all Israel. And the battle was sore. It was very thick. But they knew that no evil was near them. 35. And the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel. <laughs> Finally it happened. Finally it happened. And the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel. And the children of Israel destroyed of the Benjamites that day. Twenty and five thousand and a hundred men. All through all these drew the sword. 36. So the children of Benjamin saw that they were smitten. For the men of Israel gave place to the Benjamites because they trusted unto the liars in wait, which they had set beside Gibeah. So they had people lie down in ambush, okay? And they trusted them. And that was the cause of their downfall. But the Lord never told them that the strategy you are using is bad. He never told them why. Because, you see, God is not he that will just give you victory because you got strategy. He won't give you victory because you got strategy. No. No, he won't. He will give you victory if you ask him, what is your strategy? We had prophets come around throughout all the world. That's what he personally told me. This guy is going to win. Is he winning? <laughs> and you ask him, what is happening? This is no new. The Lord kept telling them, keep going, keep going. Why? All what is going on, and the Lord has his own strategy. That's what we should know. But that's even, that's not even the most important thing. And we read on and read on, read on, read on, read on, and then the victory was given. What am I trying to say? We are in a world, okay, that is full of wickedness, and people will be people, no matter what you do. But we have a part to play. That's what the Lord is asking me to tell you. We have a part to play. So that the world will be of no excuse. That they were not hold. The Lord is asking me to tell us. We must rip the world off. I didn't know. I was not told. Why? His coming is close. And he wants us to use every platform 
we have to sound the alarm of his person and presence. Romans 10, Romans 10, 12 to 17. Romans 10, 12 to 17. I'm trying to be snappy. I read King James and I read um, TPT. Romans 10, 12 to 17. King James says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without the preacher? Do you see the argument here? We want them, the people to repent. We want them to be able to get to a place where they should be. But how can they believe if they don't know? If, if, how can they... Um, let's, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then can they call on whom they have not believed? You catch it now. So they need to get into the place of repentance. But they don't believe him. They don't believe in this Jesus. And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? So they have to hear. Then they believe. Alright? And it says, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So there should be a preacher who will preach for them to hear and to believe. Now, if the preacher preaches and they hear and they did not believe, it is not the fault of the preacher. You are innocent of their blood. Like Paul told them, I preach in your marketplaces, I preach in your homes, I am innocent of your blood. He told Ezekiel, he told the other prophets, what I tell you, if you don't tell the person and the person dies in their sin, their blood is on you. You see, what we don't do, what we don't tell the people, if we don't take advantage of every platform we have to tell the world about Jesus, and then we check out of this world, somebody's blood is going to be on us. This for a fact is for a truth. You can't turn it around. Why? Because you were given the message. Paul said something. He said something. He said, he said God has entrusted unto us the gospel. He, he's counted us faithful to entrust into us the gospel. He's put the gospel in our hands. Do you see the picture now? God has put the gospel in our hands. Why? To work with it. To tell the untold. Of course, the word is spreading across the world. But in your own sphere, have you done yours? You see, he cast it and say, oh, thank God now we are television, the Christian televisions all over the world, you know, people are preaching. Be personal with it. Don't be general with it. That's what the Lord is asking me to tell us. Be personal with it. What have you done that you will say, oh, the last time I, I went on, I did a Facebook, you know, preaching thing. Ten people saw it. That means you've had ten people. You got it now. You've had ten people. You've had it. 
No, I did something. You know, the, the, the music video I, you know, I sponsored and the people, the 5,000 people watched it. Now, when I watch the stats, through plays, I mean, those who watched the whole thing were about 3,000. Others will look at it and then, you see, and that is so beautiful because they saw it. They didn't want to play the whole thing, but they saw it. But that 3,000 watched it. What does it mean? There are people who are who are there. They want they want to hear. They want they want to know. And who will tell them? He says, How can they know? How can they hear without a preacher? 15. And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. As it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report? So then, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, in their words, the ends of the world. There were prophets who were prophesying and preaching all the years of the world. But still, people don't believe. And others are just not there. And it's not done until we come in. Do you catch the picture? TPT. TPT. Um, that's all. So then faith eliminates the distinction between Jew and non-Jew. For he is the same Lord of all people and has enough treasures to lavish generously upon all who call on him. I just love it. And it's true. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be rescued and experience new life. But how can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in the how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there is no one there to proclaim it? Proclaim it. And how can the message of how can the message be proclaimed if messengers have yet not been sent? If messengers have yet to be sent. That's why the scriptures say how welcomes is arrival. How welcome is arrival? Sorry, I'm not here. How welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and of good things to come. But not everyone welcomes the good news. As Isaiah said, Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes our message? Faith then is breath in the heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. The preaching here is talking about is the utterance of the anointed one. That means you are preaching the words of Jesus. You are telling them the gospel. The good news all about Jesus. There has to be a preacher. There has to be a messenger. There has to be. There has to be. David says something. He said, the Lord gave the word and great was the multitude that accomplished it, that polished, that accompanied it. All right? And then Jesus even said that this good news shall be published. Published all around the world. Published. What is published? So it's not just even saying about published. You text it. You do something. You, you have to 
use every means you have to speak out this beautiful gospel. You have to. We have to do it. We have to do it. It was so such a strong burn on my heart when the Lord was talking to me when I was working somewhere um, last week into the weekend. It was it was so strong. It was so strong. It was so strong. Matthew, Matthew 10, 27 to 28. Matthew 10, 27 to 28. Hmm. TPT. What I say to you in the dark. Jesus, this Jesus talking to the disciples. What I say to you in the dark, repeat in broad daylight. And what you hear in a whisper, announce it publicly. Did you see that? Don't be in fear of those who can kill only the body, but not your soul. Fear only God who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Did you see that? Now look at the NET, the Net Bible. What I say to you in the dark, tell it in the light. And what is whispered in your ear? Proclaim from the housetops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body by cannot in the soul. Instead, fear the one who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. He said, what do you, the whisper you hear, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? That is what broke me. Listen, God is always saying something to you. And he, he needs you to tell the people. Tell the world what is a whisper. Sometimes it's a thought that will come into your heart. Say it. It's a thought. Sometimes the whole preaching can be just a question. Say it. What is it saying? You have platforms. Your social media platforms. What do you do with them? You see, social media platforms you have. What do you do with them? People are always on the net. What do we do with them? So unleash the word. Be, be active. Okay? Now, you will not know how it feels in, on my heart, but I, as he was communicating to me, I felt the same pressure on the Father's heart. We don't have much Christians, a lot of Christians who commit even their social media pages for gospel. We don't have a lot of them. We don't have a lot of them. We don't have a lot of them. And he knows it's coming. He knows it's coming. He knows it. Did you know that they discovered this something rocky? That is coming down the earth like by 2029 it will hit the world. Are you aware of it? Yeah. And just as they saw it, the NASA whatever saw it, two other prophets came, one from Africa, one from America. They also saw it, said it even before the news came out. Why? We are very close. I told you, when the Lord was telling me about ministry and all that, I realized there's a 10 years thing that is happening. Just 10 years. And then 
I am Pastor Christ. I was saying, and he was giving them biblical calculations. All right, and these are all true. Believe you me, we don't have time. Are you hearing me? Use your social media platforms effectively. You can be in your car and do a quick video. Hi guys, the Lord is coming. I have to let you know. If you don't believe in Jesus, it's time to do so. It will be too late. Let me say something to the world. Let's look. Somebody will hear it and you'll be surprised. Four weeks into, as I said this Saturday early morning, and I asked the Lord, because I always do altar call. I asked the Lord, has anybody given their life out? Have they received Christ? And he said, four people have. All right, four people have. And recently, it dropped in my heart. We have about 17 people who have done it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because if one repents, there's joy. The Lord is counting on us to say it, tell it everywhere. Everywhere must be full of the knowledge of Jesus. Everywhere. Everywhere. It is so important, so precious to the Father. Jesus said that the, the fields are white for harvest, but the laborers are few. Why? We could have laborers. We could have laborers in, but they are busy. Everybody seems like busy. But if I can have time to go, still go on Facebook and see this and see that and see that, why can't I still have time to, you know, do stuff? And the Lord keeps opening doors of making me going on um, social media very easy. Recently, I just got a software and it's on my laptop now and I ordered the camera. It's so beautiful, I tell you. It's so beautiful. You don't have to do much. It's so beautiful. It's just connected to it and then if you want to go on Facebook or on whatever, Zoom, whatever it is, it's set up. You just go. It's so beautiful. I didn't know this was there. And I was thanking the Lord for making it because it's... I didn't know. You see, when you start moving towards it, in the world of the Father, you start doing stuff. You are, your willingness and readiness to tell the world about Christ, he, he brings in things that will help you out. I'll show you at home. It's so beautiful. You can literally just put it there, sit there, and do your stuff. <laughs> Apart from the video editing software that I have, this one is just a life. You can go live, you see the video, you edit the picture quality, everything. It's so beautiful and pretty. It's so beautiful and pretty. You saw um, the interview I had, the talk show I had with uh, Bruce Hill and all that. That's the software they were using. Me and um, Maxwell, the one we did, that's the software. And you know what? The guys are not even asking for it. And I asked myself, are these guys not Christians? This is a beautiful software. Can we get on your own laptop and do stuff with it for God? You, do you catch what I'm trying to say? We are in a time where it's about what must be said. Catch, catch it for me, please. The Father is burdened. Do 
People have no shame telling people that they support abortion. People have no shame asking people for cigarettes. People have no shame asking others for condoms. Why do we have limitations and restrictions when it comes to making this go viral? Why can't we do it? Do you catch it? Why can't we do it? Look at King James. Look at King James on this matter. He says, what I tell you in the darkness, that speak in ye in the light, and what you hear in the ear. So you hear something in your ear, either by preaching, you are hearing the preaching, or listening to a song, you know, or something. You hear something. If you don't even hear God speaking, there's something that you hear. That shall inspire you to touch a life right there. It's not expensive to go on the social media. By God's we are in a world where we don't even have to buy credits like we do in Ghana. When I was watching Joe Metal do seven hours of, you know, singing and praying for Ghana, I thought about how much they spent on even internet bundle alone. How much they spent? Seven hours. Imagine it. Seven hours. Seven whole hours. You use one day. There's one hour, two hours, something. is a big deal. Seven hours. And when he was speaking to them, you can give so that we can, we can support what we are doing because everything we are seeing is coming from Jumeta Ministries. And what, what are they doing? They have a studio they rent out for people to come and do their stuff. How much are they getting anyway? You know, you don't have to do anything much. Just get on your phone and do something. Say something to the world. Have time to do it. The Lord is, you know, how can they hear if there's no preacher? You are the priest of the Lord. And it's counting on us to do it. Are you not, isn't it funny that there are so many churches, but still sin is like increasing? Isn't it funny on social media, you see people preaching, see people doing this, and see people are fooling. Why? It is what it is. So we still need to add our voices. We still need to add our voices. Oh boy. And don't be afraid, like, you know, when I do the Rise Up show, my time is up, we have to go. You know the things I've been saying? Because you've not been listening, you've been watching. And God have mercy. Amen. I have. I play evidence. They hear it because they can't see it. I play, they hear what has happened. I have spoken about the big reset that they are thinking. I play the audio of what, what is it? Joe Biden said that when he was a vice president, he said there's a task ahead of us. They knew what order. I plead evidence and upset stuff that are substantial. They are evidence. So we can't just, you know, I'm not afraid to say these things because they are there. That's true. They are proof of it. Okay? They are proof of it. And that's why they can't turn my video down because I even say, if you type my video, God will deal with you. What is Facebook doing now? They are limiting me now. Can you imagine when I went Saturday morning? They couldn't make anybody see what I was doing. Interesting. Yeah. 
and I'm, I enjoy it. Why? Because you have you have been identified of those who speak the truth, and we hate you. And he said it here: Don't be afraid of those who can kill the body and can kill the soul. When when Maxwell asked me to help, come join him on the on the stuff. And the things I said, I mean, I said, I'm so bold to say these things because they are true. Why? Because, hey, what's <laughs> You have to use so. And I told you, why are we afraid to speak? Why are we afraid to speak? Why? One day we will stand before Jesus. And he says, if you are shy of me, on that day, I'll also be shy before my, my father and his angels. I'll be shy of you. That means if you're afraid, he'll also be afraid of you. Ha! Because you are hiding truth. Do you catch it now? You are hiding truth. I'm going to say something. I need to pause it. It's for you to decide. Use your platform. You see, if you have to sing it, if you have to whatever it, do it. Somebody must out of the people who might watch maybe one will be touched that is the deal that is the whole that's the deal we're talking about one person will be touched that is the deal that is the whole deal that we're talking about for somebody to know it why because if that one person knows it he will make sure another knows it too it will just be contagious it is one person at a time do it a minute, just in your car, whatever, a minute. Hey, guys, so I was thinking about something, you know, Jesus is really coming soon. I mean, you can say something. We see confusion going on in this world, guys, but hey, stay through to Jesus. I mean, stay with, do something, pray. No, it's, it's so nice. It's so nice. Somebody told me that that 5 a.m. stuff, no people want things to pray and he said he has some guys in Europe somewhere. They've been hearing like, they've been listening like crazy. I didn't know. Last Saturday morning, I was receiving word of knowledge. Somebody has a dream. Somebody is saying, somebody. I was asking myself, Lord, but what, is anybody listening anyway? Not knowing people are really <laughs> listening. The Rise Up show, people have learned things, including some guys at the station, radio station. They've learned stuff. One time I was playing one of the videos concerning the answers thing. And then one guy just wrote on the um, WhatsApp page, I vote PJ the presenter of the year. <laughs> Why? Because of the stuff I was bringing now. These things are not hidden. If you want to find them, you will find them because the Lord will lead you to. He said the Holy Spirit will come and he will teach you all things. What does it mean? He will lead you into realities. There's nothing that you can't find. There's no truth you can't find. Be that one person who says, this is the truth. And I'm telling you. Be that person who tells the world, you may not believe in God. You may not believe in Jesus. You better do it now until it's too late for you. Make the word. See, when you listen to the preaching of Jesus, it was instructive. It was commanding. Because truth commands, truth instructs, truth impacts. There's no pampering with it. 
Is it yet? Go straight with it. It's either life or death. Jesus says, I urge you to choose life. It's either life or death. Sometimes you can just get a nice scripture and just read it in video or post it. That's all. He wants us to make a noise for him. Let's have a communion. He just wants us to, you know, we are seven minutes behind time. It's so dark. Wow. This time of the whatever is so funny. Wow. Crazy, but five o'clock yesterday was not dark as this. Really? Whoa! This is supernaturally supernatural. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine is year of salvation, purchase of God, born of the Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my song, this is my song, praising my Savior. Oh. And therefore, Father, we believe that this is the body of Jesus broken for us. And the blood of Jesus for our new covenant with you. As we take this beautiful body and blood of Jesus, we receive strength. We receive boldness to do what you want us to do for you. And as the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus gets into our bodies, Lord, mix up with our blood, Lord, we curse infections, we curse sicknesses, we curse weaknesses. Whatever stands to fight our spirit, fight our soul, and fight our body will not have a chance and receive divine wisdom. And then our hearts are even open to hear your voice more clearer and clearer. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, we declare anything that has been a trap set against us that will entrap us and make sure that we are not able to do what we have to do. A trap set, O oh Lord, to make sure we are taken from the path we have created for us. We kill those paths and we close them down in the name of Jesus. And we say, let your perfect will always be done in us spirit of god you are the one that leads us into truth you are the one that hears the mind of god and tells us we avail ourselves to you whisper to our ears 
visit us in dreams. Give us thoughts. Bless us with ideas. Grant us revelations. Help us uncover truth. We don't care being the enemies of the world. We already are enemies of the world anyways. But we care to stand with Christ in truth and in spirit. And we care to tell the world what you tell us. Keep revealing to us. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Bless us with love. Bless us with love. May we overcome barriers, stumbling blocks. May we overcome hatred. May we be the people that show for the fruit of the Spirit. The people that satisfy the beatitudes of Christ. We receive it, Lord. And anyone who needs healing around us, we transfer healings onto them. Anybody who needs a touch, a visitation from you, we transfer to them in the name of Jesus. We speak, therefore, let your presence in us be contagious wherever we go. And help us to speak right things and show for the character of Christ always. Thank you for this week. It's a blessed week. Whatever confusion going on in this world, concerning these elections, concerning other things, Father, we are not confused. All we know is that no matter what happens, you are for us. And that is all that matters. But keep letting your will be done. You did it for the people of Israel. They asked you to go. They asked you if they could go. They went because you said it. And they were still seeing defeat. But they kept coming back to you. We pray for that faith of always coming back to you. Always coming back to you. Not looking at the defeat. But always coming back to you. Because as they kept coming, you showed up. And we know you always show up for us. Therefore, we thank you for the faith. Send us around the world with the message of your good news. And give us the hidden for inheritance. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We take the body and the blood of Jesus happily. Glory to God. Amen.